instead of being like, oh, uh, that's our cards. Right. We were like, it's okay that what was once working isn't working anymore. Mm -hmm. It's okay to pivot in life. It's okay to do something different. It's okay to switch it up and do something that you never thought you would do or something you didn't even know you wanted. It's defined as crazy. Right. What is up? Welcome to the Freedom and Scrubs podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Kim. And together we are your favorite hilarious, real and raw. And married. Hello. Yes. And married travel couple. This is the show where we are going to take you behind the scenes and share all of our crazy stories, lessons, and experiences from living on the road for the past seven years as healthcare travelers. Yeah. We've pretty much lived out of a Jeep with our pug, Mimi LaRue. Yeah. So let's get this show on the road. <laughs> get it oh my on the road because the yes, show's about babe. life on the road. So clever. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. Part two, take three. Oh, yeah. We just can't seem to get... Well, I say we. I can't seem to get it together. Very choppy. It's the intro. I don't know. It's just awkward. Yeah. Um, so jump into but it. But three, three times the charm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this week, we are talking about our... It's a continuation of part one of our travel story of how we actually transitioned from full-time life to travel life. Um, last time, we left off at... Selling the house, right? Yeah, and we had just gotten into, like, we're going to travel. Like, our jobs were lined up. We're ready to rock. Like, let's we do We just quit thing. and ready to roll. Okay. So, if you haven't listened to that one, definitely go listen to that one first because you'll be lost with this of kind of, it's like a lead up. I mean, it's still a good <laughs> like episode. like the build up like, of the drama. Right. I mean, you want the backstory. Agreed. I mean, but you can Everybody definitely take something backstory. away. I think this is a, most of our podcasts are not going to be like a sequential yeah. thing. This is... You know, again, this is a new podcast. We're getting started. This is our story, how we developed Freedom and Scrubs, yeah. right? So we have to tell kind the story. Kind of an story. important piece, it right? It really is. Okay. So this is the last part of this whole story yeah. situation here. So here's the thing. Now we're at the place where we are actually selling our home and we're packing up and we're leaving Jacksonville and we're about to start our first contract, which is really crazy to think about and I can remember that day like pulling out of my mm. sister's house mm -hmm. her little yellow house that mm -hmm. they lived in and like literally waving goodbye to everybody and just in the like it's like the country song but yeah. it was real life like we're like looking in the rearview mirror and like everybody's like waving and crying and I'm like oh my god what are we doing like turn around mm -hmm. you know I can still feel that moment yeah. um and but before we even get into that I think what's like to kind of preface like this decision, even though the decision to start traveling was exciting, was a no-brainer, was like, hell yeah, like, let's do this more money, freedom, all of the things, it felt so right. But the, the, the decisions that came next, the actual, like, what we had to do. Putting pen to paper, actually. Yes. That wasn't easy <laughs> at all. God, no. And we tell you this because... It really didn't make any sense, honestly. If we just looked at the piece of paper, we're huge fans of lists, we do pros and cons lists, and we kind of like to weigh out, you know, our options and then pick choose from there. And the cons list was so long. A and full a, sheet of paper. 
And of course, most of this stuff was financial, right? It was. We were, it didn't make sense for us to leave financially, to leave jobs that we didn't know what was going to happen on the other side of this first contract, right? We didn't know if we were going to get another one, right? We had no money in savings, as you guys heard on the last episode. But more importantly, we thought, this is kind of funny, we thought we were going to make money by selling our house. We're like, oh, we're like, make all this money. And that, that will be like our seed money, like to kick this whole thing off. And the reality, oh my God, the reality was we were selling our house in such a quote unquote bad market that we had to put, what was it? $14,000 into selling it into selling the house. So not only did we make anybody any money, but in order to make the transaction, to sell the home, we had to put our own money into it, which we did not have, right? So our option there was we had to make the choice to cash in our 401ks. Mm, still painful. <sighs> but. And, but that's what we had to do. And so it made zero sense. I'm going to repeat myself to make this step to, to start traveling. We should have waited, honestly. Mm-hmm. But in our hearts, in our souls, like we knew, even though it wasn't logical, we still had to go. We still had to make this decision. We knew without a shadow of a doubt that we had to make this move. And so I always say it wasn't a logical decision. It was a soul decision, 100%. And we took the leap and it was the best decision we ever made. But it was it was a rocky start to get this whole thing off the well, ground. Well, it really was. And it's funny because when you look at it and... It was even to the point where the cons were so long. When you go to try to explain it to your family members, oh my God. like you just have to trust us. Like we have this vision. We have this, it, it fits all the boxes. It checks all the boxes of where we wanted to go in life. We yeah. wanted a restart. We wanted to change the direction of our lives. We wanted to, you know, reduce all the things we had, live with more freedom, mm-hmm. reduce our bills, make more money, have more time to explore. But it's like, those are all things up in the air. Right? They're not tangible. Well, those are all things that we were trying this travel life, as far as we knew, was promising. Mm-hmm. But we didn't know if it was actually even real at the time. Because again, we've said this before, but we didn't know anybody else doing this. So we didn't have anybody reassuring us that it was, oh, of course, this is the right decision. It's all going to work out. It's all going to pay off. We just had to listen to our hearts and make the leap Mm -hmm. and trust in our faith and trust in our plan and trust in our hearts and souls that we were being led and guided to exactly where we needed to go, even Mm -hmm. though we felt batshit crazy and everybody else thought we were batshit crazy because it didn't make sense financially at all. But I think what's funny is I was listening to Tom Billaloo's Impact Theory again, um, and I ran across Kyle Cease, and Mm. he was a comedian who then turned over into a transformational like coach, basically. Um, But he said something and he put language behind how I feel that we are in our relationship. And he said, there's two voices when you make a decision. There's that inspired voice, which Mm -hmm. I like to call, I'm going to put in my own words, the Vegas voice. What's the Vegas voice? The Vegas voice. You know, when you're in Vegas, you're just like, let's do it. Like, let's book a trip across the country. Let's go to Vegas. Like, let's, let's like, it's like that spontaneous, like, inspirational like I don't know why we're doing this but we should do it right and then what happens and we had this story in Atlanta which we'll get to there's two voices that happens whenever we get inspired and he was just saying and I'm I'm paraphrasing all of this but 
basically that inspired voice that hit that let's just fly to Europe like let's go and then the second voice that comes in and it's the reason voice right the responsibility voice and um he wrote a book uh what is it what if I screw this up or something like that and then he said how freeing is that to be like I'm gonna make these decisions and what if I screw it up well what if Right. right but the thing is is that second voice was really interesting to me and I feel like that second voice doesn't really come with us very quickly, right? Like mm-hmm. I feel like we go off of our inspired decisions. We're in, we go off our intuition. And always. the reason is, is because most people, if they've never followed those inspiring voices, that first voice and followed it to see where it leads to, all they have is the stories of in the past, or I've stepped out and it didn't work, or my mom and dad said I need to be responsible, or my family says that's crazy, what are you doing? And that's their stories of never actually having an inspired thought and their fears coming in. And that second voice is what keeps people stagnant in their comfort zones. And yeah. I think for us, like we followed, we have followed that inspired voice so much that we now have stories in our head that say when we followed that inspired it, voice, yeah. it led to an amazing spot. Right. But in hindsight, we never had the stories to get us to that point. So we were just going we for it. We just had to trust. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's such a good point because you have that hit of inspiration, right? You, we all get those hits of inspiration of like, what if, what if we did this, right? It can be something big or small. You have those like every Friday. I know, like literally I'm always texting Aaron, like, what if? Like, what if we flew to San Diego like, for this conference and, and took just, time off work and, and you know, yeah, it's going to be like a couple thousand dollars, but whatever, what, what if, like, what if we could do it? This is a conversation we just had an hour ago, P.S. <laughs> I had a hit of inspiration. I'm like, let's do it. I'm like texting, I'm booking all the things. But then we had the talk and we kind of worked the through it. The responsible voice. Right. But it's funny because we had this inspired hit to start traveling. And when we made that pros and cons list, that was essentially the responsible the voice, responsible voice the coming fear in. voice. And if we would have listened to yes. the fear voice, if we would have let that fear override our heart voice, our soul voice, intuition, whatever you want to call we it. We wouldn't be talking to you right now. We would have, exactly. We would never have made that decision and God only knows where our life would be, right? Mm-hmm. But like we, and I think that's just such such an important thing because I think us as humans, that we we can easily lean into that place of feeling settled and coming up with kind of excuses of why something may or may not work out. And I think like, it's about like, for instance, Aaron and I, we realized that something in our life wasn't completely working, clicking, didn't feel right, didn't completely feel fulfilled. And instead of being like, oh, uh, that's our cards, right? We were like, it's okay that what was once working isn't working anymore. Mm-hmm. It's okay to pivot in life. It's okay to do something different. It's okay to switch it up and do something that you never thought it's, you would do or something you didn't even know you wanted. It's defined as crazy. Right. It's okay to pivot in life. Like you don't have to sign up for life and like live the same exact life for until eternity, till you die. Like it's meant to change. It's meant to flow. It's meant for you to take chances and explore and make decisions and switch things up and like do different things. Yes. Right. And I, well, I could be beating a dead horse and I feel like Kim is a good like person to monitor me on this, but I feel like we both do that. I really feel that like, again, and if I'm beating a dead horse, just, stop me but 
the whole thing of like really it really sunk in now that the language is there to explain it but like if you have the inspired hits you don't take action you never know where that's going to lead yeah right and that was the first step in our lives that we've actually had conversations six seven years down the road from that travel point of being like it hasn't led us wrong yet right so let's just keep following it exactly it's never, and I truly do believe easier. this. If you take anything away from this, like your intuitive voice, that first voice, that inspiring voice is never wrong. I don't care. It is never wrong. And even if it leads you down a path that maybe you didn't even expect, mm. it's always guiding you exactly where you need to go. Period. End of story. I know that for a hundred percent to my core, but we have to learn to listen to that. And we have to learn to rip up the pros and cons list and lean into that voice and allow that voice to lead the way mm-hmm. because that is always the right thing. And even if it doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. trust in that. And the worst thing, and again, the worst thing, and if you're somebody who needs to be like, well, worst case scenario, right? To like get behind it. The worst possible thing that could have happened is that Aaron and I would have started traveling. We would have sold our house, everything, left our jobs. We would have gotten on the road and maybe it didn't work out. Maybe after Atlanta, there wasn't another contract, right? The worst thing is that we would come back to exactly where we already were. And maybe that would look a little bit different. Obviously, we wouldn't have the same house and jobs and all the things. But the worst case is that we circle back and rebuild and start over in a, in a life that we were already living to begin with that, you know, like that's not that scary. But I also feel like there's two sides to the street to that. Like you either have to be all in on trusting in that 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 faith base, whatever you want to call it, that yeah. intuition or not. You can't right. waver, right? You can't waver when things are good. Like I have the faith that I'm going in the right direction and things are bad. And you're like, oh, well, I, I don't believe in that anymore. You have to trust that oh, even if 100%. even if we came back to Jacksonville, yeah, like it, it wouldn't have looked the same. But understanding that that house didn't fit us anymore, that lifestyle didn't fit 100%. us anymore, and even if we had to come back, we'd have been starting from scratch. But at least we would have had the clear mind and the lesson to be like, we experienced it, we did it, we came back, but now we can get our lives on track to go the way that we wanted yeah, to go, right? 100%. Like, and that's just my thought process. I agree. And it's just, and it, it's exactly that. It's a thought process. It's how you choose to look at things. It's your perception and your mindset. And I think the takeaway here, and then we'll get off our soapbox, is that in life, just know that wherever you are, maybe you don't want to sell everything and travel or, <laughs> you know, like this, you, you apply it to wherever you are, mm-hmm. but just know that it is okay to pivot, it is okay to explore, it is okay to try something different, and it is okay to switch it up yeah. in life. You don't have to stay settled just because you, you're afraid of what could happen or you have the excuses to, like, this is working, right. you know? And, and it's okay, and I think the best things in life come from listening to that inner voice and, and where being like... You. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing where it takes you. Well, I mean, again, and I always say this, but Gabby Bernstein, her. I love her. Like the the line that just sets it off. Like she literally didn't need to say any more, in my opinion, but the definition of a miracle is a change of perception. 100%. And that's just so huge. That's like been so like powerful in my life of like, how am I perceiving this and how can I change my perception and really go at it like full bore? Well, let's just go on like a mini tangent for just a second because we're currently our reality today of coming on this mic and talking to you guys like we are practicing that today 
Mm. We had, and we're going to do a, a podcast on this, so we'll just it's keep been it a complete short. Saga. Oh my God. If you guys follow us on Instagram at Kim and Aaron G and you were watching our story, it has been a saga and a drama and people are like, you should turn this into a TV show. It's even so crazy that I turned it into a highlight so that way yeah, everybody could, could catch up. Yeah. And it's funny. I wish there was a happier ending at this could point be. to the story. There could be. Stay tuned. But uh, last week... I, long story short, I, I handed, I was giving a homeless man some money and I accidentally scooped up my wedding ring and my engagement ring and handed it over to the man and didn't realize it till it was too late. Anyways, he, the rings, he sold it to somebody and they sold it. It's been sold four times. It's been sold four times. Um, and, and this is kind of what we'll get into in the episode. We'll dive more into the story. But the point here is that. I'm heartbroken. Aaron's heartbroken. Like, you know, I've worn my engagement ring for 12 years. I loved my rings. They are just a thing, quote unquote, a thing. It's a material thing, but they were symbolic. They were meaningful. And I deeply loved them. I think everybody gets that right. as a wedding ring. Right. I mean, we understand. Like, it ha- it holds meaning to us, mm-hmm. right? And value. One of the homeless ladies said, a married woman should never be without her wedding rings. Yeah. I couldn't believe she said that. I was like, wow, that was very profound. Yeah, we met a whole new group of friends, y'all. My like, peeps. In the, yeah. Shout like, out we, to my Oroville peeps. We know them by name. Like, we're bringing them pizza pies and, like, <laughs> we, we hang out. Like, we've got a whole new group of friends and they were honestly kind and helpful. They were to their um, core. But the point is, is that I am upset about this and I could go down a route of being angry and being upset at myself for what I did and mad at the guy for selling it and not telling me and all of the things. But at the end of the day, I have a choice. This is every, if I get the ring back is besides the point that's out of my control. We've done everything we can. The only thing in my control right now is how you show up. I look at it, mm-hmm. how my perception of it, how I choose to experience this. And that's the only thing that I can do. So I trust that if the rings are meant to come back, they will. And if they're not, I truly hope and pray that they are serving whoever has them in this moment greater Mm -hmm. than they would be serving me. And that's all I can do. And that simple change of perception, I feel so much more peaceful. Yeah. And that's all that matters. Why waste time being angry? It's not going to change anything. That's all that matters. And I think that's the biggest thing. It's like, but it feels good to be angry, right? It does. And and don't get me wrong. I was freaking angry. You said it because a Unfortunately, this is a small town, and we passed Seven Eleven. Uh, Kevin we saw him today, and Kim actually said, "quote unquote," I'm still triggered by seeing him. Yeah, and so like that—that's not wrong. We're not saying that that's not a wrong thing, but it's—it's it's, again like your peace is the only thing that you have. It's yeah. the only thing you can control. Right. And I think that our mindset and our perception is everything. It's the right? only thing we can control. That's it. And so stay tuned well, on what ends up happening. But let's jump back in because I wanted. Okay. To, I, I think and this, tangent. I think this. Yeah, tangent end. Click. Um, or wait, not click. What is it? Action. Cut. Okay. Cut. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but um, I think the part where you know we were there, there's that excitement with the whole new journey of traveling. Mm-hmm. There's the realness of oh my god, we have to sell this house and we have to pay fourteen thousand dollars of money we don't have, <laughs> cash in our four hundred one k's, borrow money. Oh my we had god. to kick we your stepdad out of the house, which was crazy because. Oh, Gibbs is he pulled Dave. up that strawberry on the grass and he was, fucking peeled wheels. He was he was <laughs> he was living he was living with us, so we had to tell him that he had to find a new place to live. Yep, um, which was crazy. So there yeah. was all these things, but then I think out of all of that, the realest moment was when we 
let the families come over and take a pic of our stuff. Yeah. Have at it, man. It was like a free-for-all. It was an open house estate sale where no money was being exchanged, (laughs) which we could have used money. Right. What were we thinking? It was literally, in my head, I felt like a ghost that I had moved on and I'm watching yeah. everybody come through my things and take them like I'm no longer there. Yeah. But I was like, yo, I'm still here. Yeah. I'm standing here. And all my stuff is going out the door. Like, yeah. I, like I I went well, into a full anxiety attack. And the crowd got kind of rowdy. Everyone's like, this is mine. This is because, you guys, we had nice shit. We did. We had nice stuff. We had things that, like, people we would totally should have sold. Right. Like, And, yeah, so the crowd got rowdy. And I mean... <laughs> Family. Yeah. <laughs> it was like my mom. <laughs> this is mine. This is mine. Yeah. And then I'm knowing and, that like getting that stuff back could be tough. Well, right. And so Aaron had this moment where again, like this was our reality of like we were choosing to move and all of this stuff had to go. And you kind of tweaked out for a minute and you went into the garage and we talked and we're like, let's do a check. Like, where are we at? Like, do we mm-hmm. still want to keep moving? Do we still want to, like, we, we can pull out right now. Like, we, we can do whatever we want, right? Mm-hmm. It's our choice. And we talked it out and we, you know, well, you, you said you to came me, back. Like, you said, what do you really want? Like, yeah. why are you doing this? And do you I want think, the stuff? Or do you want what the stuff? The and, then, want? and then you said, it's going to a good home and not going to the curb. Yeah. And you can always come back for that. Yeah. And I think that was like the biggest thing of like, yes, again, what's the worst thing that can happen? Right. And so that was like the moment I collected myself, went back in and then it was actually kind of a joy to watch it all go, to see it all leaving, to be like, wow, we're really doing this. Yeah. You were like loading the back of my mom's station wagon at the end of the day. And I was hiding things out back that they wouldn't see so then I could keep them. Right. But I think like, again, the irony of that too is that they're just stuff. It's just Just things. things. But having that moment of not being like, oh my gosh, do I really want to let this stuff go? And the irony of it is like all of that stuff that we had, including the house and the everything that was filled, the house was filled with, was the stuff that was actually keeping us small, that was keeping us hostage to this life that we didn't want to live. And it was all consumed by all of this stuff. And then you're panicking because you're like, ah, it's my well, stuff. Well, because you have and to I'm let like, go of the stories exactly. that surround the things. Like, yeah. everything is neutral, right? Like, everything's neutral until you put a story behind right. it. Right. And all those things of, like, that was a gift. That was this. That was that. Like, yeah. this means something to me. But then it's like, what does it really mean? Because you hit the nail on the head. It was the stuff that was keeping us small from the life we wanted to live. And yeah. it was things. It's just stuff. Incredible. It's just Incredible. stuff. So we had the yard sale day. Everything started to go. And then we decided to keep some of the things that we thought maybe we would want to come back for and keep it in a storage unit, which is actually hilarious because we just went and emptied out the storage unit, what, like two years ago, a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And the stuff that was oh in there. Oh, my God. I mean, again, we had patio furniture, black lacquer marble bedroom set. Yeah, hideous. Was, it was pretty bad. Hideous, hideous. I just remembered what I wanted to say. Okay, go ahead. That giving up, like you're again, like we were so excited, and maybe I'm, maybe maybe I'm beating a dead horse. Ah, round two. But that moment of like. This, like selling all of your stuff and your home and like jumping into a car and leaving like that's like a big 
thing. Like, it was a big thing. Like, it was a lot. Like, And credit to all the travelers out there that yeah, are doing this. Yeah, it's no joke. It's a huge life change. And it's exciting and it's fun. But let's be real. It is a huge adjustment and transition. And it feels uncomfortable at mm-hmm. first, you know? Um so anyways, I just wanted to say that because I wanted to say it earlier and I totally well, forgot. Well, it's funny because now the yard sale's closed. It's over. Doors yep. are closed. Doors We've are been closed. cleaned out. Now everything's cleaned out. We can actually see a pathway to what we're going to try to fit in Kim's beast car oh my God. and my truck. Hold on. we got to paint this picture because you can't just say a car and a truck. Okay. Okay. So we've evolved over the last seven years. Uh, hopefully. Okay. Yes. Yeah. As Well, at least as in all the ways, but yes. I'm talking car-wise. Yeah. yeah. So we started... We travel much easier now. Yeah. Now everything we own fits in a Jeep, Mm -hmm. period. Okay. How we started was a much different story. Aaron had a Nissan Frontier. It was pimp. (laughs) Which was like a tiny little truck. Like, let's be real. mm -hmm. It was a tiny little vehicle. It was was a decent size. It was a four-door truck. Right? So it was everything. It, It was. Rooney. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yep. Um, and, but the, this is why it's funny, is because he was towing. Okay, why we decided to be towing vehicles. Well, we don't like, we still wouldn't ride separately. That's true. Plus, I was scared to drive on the highway at yeah. the time. Um, he was towing my Nissan Altima. Which was bigger than my which truck. Which was bigger than the truck. It was like a four-door sedan, but it was like a, a bus. A bus. Mm-hmm. It was massive. So now we're trying to fit what we wanted to take with us into these two cars that we're going to now be taking and driving across the country in. Yeah, and that's funny. We again, were a hot mess. Again, it goes back to like what you don't know, right? Like I, I didn't know. I've never lived outside of an apartment or a home or like I never knew that I was like trying to take things on the road right. that I might need. So, like, I literally, like, I'm a Christmas freak, people. Oh, my God. So, I wanted, if I'm going to leave home, I still want home to come with me. And the one thing that I loved was if I'm somewhere for Christmas and I don't have, like, my decorations, it's not going to feel like home to me. Now, granted, I've (laughs) completely grown out of that. But, (laughs) what? Let me just put this in perspective. Oh, God. I didn't know if this was going to come out. I'm somebody who, I'm pretty cutthroat. Like, I can get rid of anything. Too cutthroat. I am. To a fault sometimes. Like, you even throw of... out your wedding rings. No. Oh, sorry. It's too soon, too soon. for that. Are you serious, Mr. Sorry. Gibson? Sorry. Unacceptable. Sorry. I had to. <sighs> Check. <laughs> um, or X. Okay. Whatever. A strike. Okay. That's what I meant. Okay. okay. I am cutthroat. I can get rid of anything. I really don't have a lot of attachment to stuff. I'm very like, get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it, clearly. Um, hey, why are we making jokes? This isn't funny. I know. That was an accident. I've never heard you. I'm tearing up. I'm going to cry. Okay. Um, and I don't even, I totally lost my train of thought. Oh, I'm easy to get rid of. It's easy for me. Aaron, on the other hand, he's definitely somebody, and you know this to be true. And don't lie to the microphone that you definitely hold on to things more than I do. Like I have to like rip things out of your hand like an old like old batteries or like a light bulb or like uh, a card from your grandma like I <laughs> I'm not a card person okay. my family has never been card whatever people, okay? a picture of yourself when you were a baby I'm like fucking burn it like we- <laughs> oh my god 
Okay, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> or or what you love is like your old high school memorabilia. Like he still has like a Letterman jacket and like like trophies. I've actually like, come worked on, on bro. I've worked come on, on that. Bro. I can let that go. Let that shit go. I can let it go. We don't have room for it in the Ultima. Okay. okay? We don't carry it with us. It's in our storage <laughs> unit. So I'm like, let's get rid of all the things. I'm a memory person. You are a memory person, but and that's beautiful. But I think memories live in our hearts and our souls. Mm-hmm. And a trophy of you playing football when you were 10 years old. I know. Isn't like... Okay, you're you know painting me in a bad Love you. Here. Love you, but truth. Okay. Yeah. So we've got the two cars packed. One truck, Aaron's truck has like, you know, our clothes and suitcases, all the things. Our pink bins. Oh my God, those damn hot pink bins that we still have, by the way. We do. They were furniture for us for a long time. Mm-hmm. But the Altima is packed full. <laughs> I'm not kidding, you guys. Christmas galore, okay? <laughs> Bulbs, blow up Santas. Like, no. literally, the Santa was like hanging no. out of the, like, like going down the highway, <laughs> like Santa true. was like waving at people. That's not true. Bulbs, okay? A weed whacker. Like, all, like, this random stuff that, like... I didn't like, have a weed whacker. Okay, you did. I did. You had, like, a bunch of I had of a bunch of tools. Tools. My toolbox. But it was, like, a massive, like, craftsman it was. box. Okay, it was. the point is, we were a hot mess express. Like, mm-hmm. the clampets. Like, rolling into town, packed full of, like, God only knows well, what. And then on top of that, like, I didn't know that you couldn't back up. In that thing. Oh yeah, the car's falling off the car. Car's freaking... falling off and like we were it was a Sunday in like rural Georgia where we had no idea there was nobody around. We pull into a place and a guy just happened to be coming into the office. Remember oh that? God. To like was an angel. there was an issue with his phones or something and he just happened to stop in and he fixed our car for us, put yeah. it back on the straps because the car was like falling it, there, off. The tires were coming and off. Santa my... was dragging on the ground at this point. <laughs> yeah. Like popped. Oh <laughs> but God. you still had to hold on to him yeah. just in case. He lasted one contract. Oh my God. Yeah. So we finally make it. So our first contract was in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. We worked at Emory. At Emory. What a yeah. cool spot. That was honestly one of my favorite contracts. Which is crazy because when we were there, you were like, I'm landlocked. I need to get out of here. Right. In retrospect. Mm -hmm. So I'm a beach girl. I love the beach. I love the ocean. Obviously, Atlanta is inland. No water in sight. Mm -hmm. But what I did love is, A, I wasn't working, Mm -hmm. which was really fun. And B, we were living in the city. Like, we were living in the heart of Midtown. Walkable to Piedmont Park. Walkable to Piedmont Park. Walkable to Wings. The Hudson Grill. Oh, my God. The, in a Taco Mac. Taco Mac. Okay, guys. Literally, like, we spent every dollar we made. Well, no. let's start, let's start well, by yeah. just saying, going from where we were to this first contract, we were, like billionaires we felt like i felt like we were making it rain it was more money than i had ever seen in my life with more freedom because we weren't working as much you weren't taking call Mm. no weekends like i wasn't even working so i was just like we were like making it rain right we were living it up we were in a city we had money we had time it was all the things that we prayed for that we wanted but like had never got a taste of and we were like oh my god what's funny is when you really look back on that like all i wanted to it just shows you how you grow as as humans as like more experiences come yeah but literally all i ever wanted in jacksonville 
was to be able to on Sunday go and watch a game yeah. and eat wings and drink some beer and like root on the team together yeah. and not have to worry about this is going to bankrupt us. Right. Like don't order that beer. We can't order another pitcher because or I don't want more wings. You can't slip the guy a 20 and get more wings to the table. <sighs> Good old days. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. It's just like the little things that were so big to us. I mean, we used to go over to my sister's house and watch games and do barbecues on the weekend. And, you know, everybody kind of, friends come over, everybody brings something. You know, you bring what you're going to drink, you bring a side. Everybody's there helping out for, you know, a get-together. And Aaron and I could never bring anything besides, you know, our beautiful selves and energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, my sister would be like, you know, I will got I got your side. I'll get you the captain or the, the handle of Captain and Jack, like, and the Diet Coke. Like, she always had our back. Like, yeah. I feel like she always took such good care right, of us. Eric did, yeah. Yeah, she and Eric. But, like, we, we didn't even have the extra most times to, like... Bring over a side of pasta yeah. salad. I mean, come on. Well, we hammered that we didn't have any money. Exactly. In the first so now episode. we're in Atlanta and we're like, every Sunday is like, all you can drink beer and wings and football. I was really into football at that we were, time. Which was awesome. It was like your, your dream in life. I was like your dream gal. Cowboy boots, football, and beer. Oh, and wings. And wings. Oh. So every weekend. We need to bring that back oh, this year. Don't get excited. <laughs> <laughs> no cowboy boots okay. this year. Uh, I could get on board with the wings and the beer, maybe. Okay. Um, but we used to go every Sunday, and we would um, watch football. We would spend all of our money on all the things. And then we would go. We were into, like, a big uh, CrossFit kick. And so we would go to Dick's and spend, like, $500 a week on, like, new workout clothes. Again, little things, but, like, we didn't have – like, I wore the same sports bra and shorts for years. Like, I didn't – we never bought new clothes. Right, and again, you said we spent all of our money. I, I mean, mean we technically obviously, y'all spend... know I'm exaggerating, right. but come on. Yeah. So, so, yeah, no, that was like the first taste of freedom that I, I feel like I've ever had. And then it was like addicting. It's yeah. Like I want to create more of this, but in a different route. Yeah. You know, right. because we realized like leaving Atlanta, we realized that like, wow, we can't keep this up. No. This was fun. Yeah. And like you always say, there's seasons, right? That was yep. our season of fun. We had to just take it in. And then it became like, okay, this is going to be a real thing for us because you had a job pending after mine and we were going to go to Wisconsin and it was a real deal thing. And so we were like, okay, well, we can't borrow money again um, to get where we need to get. So we have to figure this out. We were just like living our best life. And I think that's important. It's like, there's a time and a place for everything. And it's like, like we were living our best life. We were like those three what was it four months five months months. we were just like like doing whatever we wanted Mm -hmm. and like we had never really done that before Mm -hmm. like there was no holds bar it was just like you worked eight to four thirty we knew every day you got off at the same time and we had money to do what we wanted and we just did what felt good and that was like that was so freeing for Mm -hmm. us in that moment obviously that's not sustainable but we were just living it up and like oh living it up i mean god should we go into the uh, after post football game? Oh my god! So the again, train. we had never lived we in Twin City. Trains. Here's another story, and then I promise we'll cut off our stories. But it was uh, we loved public transit. Like we still do. I to still this day. do, and no, I think it's the coolest thing. Be specific. We love trains. I don't want to jump in a cab. I, don't, or like I love a Uber bus. and Lyft. Okay, I don't want to get in a bus. But no. we're like a because public transit is like a so bus. subway, Lyft, or Uber. Lyft over Uber. So we prefer trains. And again, we are in this big city. We were living up the street from the Marta mm-hmm. station. 
And we have this thing that we like to do. We pretty much have done it almost everywhere is we'll have some drinks and then we'll get on the subway and we'll go and from... have an inspired moment. Always. Oh my God. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. We're so predictable. So we had an inspired moment that Kim said, we have this taste of freedom. Let's ride the Marta to the oh airport. God. Let's walk in and let's ask them for the cheapest flight out. And we'll just hop on the plane let's just and do we'll it. figure it out from there. YOLO. And I was like, yes, oh let's God. do it. Meanwhile, I'm wearing cowboy boots. Aaron has like a cowboy hat on. I do not. Why are we so country? I That's don't so know. Odd. But you uh, you had your Giants jersey we're, on. We're naked wasted. No. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Okay, we're naked wasted and we thought this was such a good idea and so much fun. And the lady looks at us like. This isn't how it works. You got to go talk like, to a, an you guys agent. You need to like get out of here. So the I think there was a flight to Vegas or something. It was of like course. 800 bucks. And we we're like, yeah, like let's do it. Our dog's at home. Mm-hmm. Aaron had to work the next day. That shit crazy. Oh, but I was calling in. It was a whole thing. This is where you shouldn't listen to your inspired voice. Well, this is when the second voice yeah. was actually real. So we're like, maybe we should go sit See, down. It all comes full circle. It always does. So we're like, let's go sit down and talk about this in the bar. Yeah. And so we're like talking and then we start to come to our senses and we're like, yeah, this probably isn't the best idea. Like, what are we, you know, it just didn't, we're like, we got our shit together. We're like, okay, let's go home. We got back on the train and literally fell asleep five minutes later. Yeah. Can you imagine if we would have got, if we would have went to Vegas, we would have passed out before we even took off. We would have landed. Yeah. Why are we here? But in that moment, okay, not on the way home, but on the way there, it was so much fun. We were so excited. Like, we're going to go somewhere, we're on the train to the airport, and the airports are my favorite place in the world. I just would go to hang out at the airport. I'm down with that. And, um, yeah, it was just like, wow. We haven't done that. In a while. We should do it. There's no chain, trains in Oroville. No, there's not. We gotta go down to But San anyway, Francisco. so again, like this was our yeah. whole like story of That's getting in. It is. That was that was kinda you know, and now it's been seven years. I mean that seven was December years. of two thousand twelve. Yeah. And I mean we're coming up on seven years from we left in August. Um, so we're coming up on our seven yeah, year mark. Right. Wow. Um, which is crazy. That's wild. And it is. And like looking back, I'm a big hindsight person. And you are. Really looking back because I feel like you can learn so much from hindsight, right? Like you can really yeah. learn and grow. A lot of people say, yeah, hindsight's 2020. And they use it in like a. What does that mean? What does 2020 mean? Your vision, 2020, it's clear. What if you're like 2040? Hindsight, hindsight's super clear because you can look back and be like, yeah, if I wish I would have done that, well, hindsight's 2020. I never knew that. Oh, wow. Wow. Anyway, this is you guys are gonna learn so much. From this <laughs> or podcast. are you gonna learn so much? I will too. But so anyway, like I say, you can use hindsight in a positive way and really look back again for when those inspired hits come. You can look back in hindsight and say, "Well, wow, last time I had an inspired hit, it took me down this direction." And again, it was a move that, yes, in the moment we should have waited, but I would have never changed. Yeah. Now, hundred percent, best decision, hands down, we ever made. Um, and I think we'll just leave it there. Like, yeah. let's just leave it there. We're going to dive in in this podcast. We're going to dive into different sections, different stories, different lessons. Like, we literally, and this is something we have to work on, right? Because we could go down millions of tangents because we have so many different mm-hmm. layers. It's like an onion. And so that's kind of what this podcast is for, is peeling back the onion of all the things. And having fun. And having fun. Yeah. And we like telling stories. And we hope you guys like our stories. Yeah. I think they're 
fun. I, I mean, my mom me. cracks up, so. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. I like our, we know our moms are going to so listen. So mom, thank you for laughing. Thanks, I, I appreciate you. Thank you, um, mom. And that's all that matters we to me. We love you guys. Yeah. So anyway. All right, let's, let's. We will see you guys next week. See you next week for our Q&A. Ooh, the Ask Kim and Aaron G segment. And please like, and or not like, please subscribe, leave a review, and if you go to freedominscrubs.com, that is where you can subscribe and leave a comment, and there's a section, leave a review. Ask Kim and Aaron, or yeah, yeah I, I'm used, fucking up my language here, um, Ask him and Aaron, and we're going to be doing episodes where we're just answering all of you guys' questions. Anything and again, that we're, you want to know. Yeah, we're an open book. Um, we don't hold anything back, uh, so we don't have any issues like answering anything you guys have. So oh, yeah. if Kim would stop beating her stomach. <laughs> which... I have to pee so bad. Okay. Okay. All right, we got to go. So we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.